0: dental.com This is the Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. It is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jamie Rivers, Jeff Burton. Gentlemen, what in the hell is going on? Uh,
1: I had a listener actually ask that uh, today on the old Rizzuto show. What the hell is going on? Because, you know, we were supposed to do a podcast yeah. a couple days ago, and then uh, things happened. <laughs>
2: It, yeah. Well, so, welcome to my world these days. There's a lot going on in my world. Yeah, up in uh, Jamie's uh, Jamie's TV show over there. Yeah, yeah, it's a soap opera, but I uh you know, you ever have those mornings where you push the envelope, right? Like you hit snooze, you try to do quick math and you're like, yeah, "If I don't hit those traffic lights, I can sleep another 5, another 10." Well, it was one of those mornings. And uh It just spiraled from there. And I I got to the rink a little later than I should have. And then, of course, I'm driving to uh, come here. And that was interesting. As I'm driving down the road, there's a red pickup truck. I drive a black Dodge Ram pickup truck. So I'm fine. It's a nice big truck and whatnot. But there's a red pickup truck that's uh, creeping out from a stop sign. And as everybody's headed down the road. There's no lights. There's nothing. It's just wide open. And the red pickup truck comes out and takes a look to his right and then just goes straight right into me. Bam! Like this, like T-boned you? Like just, he cut out, like, I don't know what he was doing. The timing was just so it hit the front end of my truck, the right front quarter panel wheel area. And I I looked quick because I saw him coming out and he wasn't looking. So I did a little quick shoulder check, you know? Back in my day, like, Ty Domi's trying to run me through the boards. Quick shoulder check. Sure. And there was a car right there beside me. So I couldn't go into the next lane to get around him. Tried to hit the brakes, tried to whatever, and end up, uh, he hit me right in the front end of the truck. And so my temper, as good as it is, I was pretty happy about everything. Sure. Um, So I asked a gentleman in uh, not-so-kind words what he was thinking and then, uh, you know, just was upset, Donnie. Sure. I was sure. very upset. Hell yeah, Sure. And uh, so he locked himself in his truck, which was weird because I wasn't physically attacking this guy. I wasn't even like going, like, that was the farthest thing from my mind was like. So, like <laughs> wait, I mean, he physically like locked what? the doors? Yeah, he got back in his truck and like with like, flip, and I'm like, what the heck just happened? So now, wait, in my head, I'm like, he's going to take off. Yeah. He's taking off. So I stand in front of the truck. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm not moving, you know? And he's giving me the one minute holding up his finger. And I'm like, okay, dude, take two minutes, whatever you need. And then he rolls down the window a little bit and he's like, "Uh, I've called the police. Uh I'm like, great. Okay. All right. I'll be right here waiting for you. And then he kind of came around a little bit and then he unlocked the door. And now it was coinciding with the police vehicle approaching the accident and he gets out, and uh, as the police officer's walking towards us, he goes, uh, the the guy who ran into me goes, oh, hey, Jim, how are you? To the officer. Uh-huh. I look really quickly, and I'm like, okay, that's his name tag. Did he read it that quick? Like, And do you really just say, hey, Jim? Or do you say, hey, officer, Mr. Jim? I don't know. I f- I tend to be very respectful to the police, because they have a really tough job to do. And... So I'm sitting there, and the, the older gentleman who ran into me looks at me, and he goes, Yeah, I hired this guy. Oh, no. Oh, boy. And oh, I go, Oh no. What? He goes, Yeah, I'm the former chief of police for St. Peter's Police Department. So the chief of police, the former chief of police, however you want to word it, is the one that didn't look and ran straight into me. And so now I I'm looking at these two. I go, Oh, great. I like, go, yeah. oh, I'm about to get jobbed, yep. right? Yeah, it's two, it's two on one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And they laughed and whatnot. And uh, the officer who arrived on the scene, um, he listens to your show, the Rizzuto show. I'm, all the stations here, all the Hubbard Radio listens to 101 and, you know, looked at my license and knew who I was. And then the chief of police did. And so we end up sitting there talking and kind of, you know, not having a good time. But at least it's like, all right, I get it. And at least it's going to be handled properly. And at the same time, and I got to give the shout out to Tracy Bibb from the Bib Agency. She's amazing. Allstate Insurance. She's incredible. Uh, I called her immediately, like, standing outside of the vehicle. And she was, like, firing over all the up-to-the-minute up to, up to the minute pictures of all my insurance and telling me what to do and all that stuff. So it was great. I got all of the chief of police, his information, I got the police report, all that stuff. Tracy Bibb was a rock star, and anyways, it, what it did is it screwed me up, guys, because I didn't get here on time for the podcast, and I didn't even think about it because I was so sidetracked with it. I thought I thought about the podcast, but then calling you guys or what it was like, you oh, know, dude, my brain was uh, scrambled eggs. Thank God you didn't get hurt.
0: Yeah, yeah. and he didn't get hurt either. No, he was right, fine. How bad
2: your truck? Uh, my truck isn't terrible. Are, is it drivable? Yeah, it's drivable. Oh, great! And okay. he like tore the whole bumper off his truck. I don't know what the deal was there, but you know, whatever I, they say, they're supposed to. They're built to break apart, you know, so that it doesn't cause a lot of other damage. Whatever the case, it as far as car accidents go, it was a, a fine car accident. Nobody got hurt. As good Both as it trucks, can be. Both trucks were able to drive away. Oh, well, that's and, good. Yeah. So it'll get taken care of because, again, Tracy Bibb, the Bibb Agency, which, by the way, if you want to get a free noncommittal quote, 65780, oh, text the word quote, she'll get back to you and take care of you. And
0: that's just good. She's just good people. She's amazing. Huge <laughs> like, good blues peep. fan, cards between fan. Between you
2: and I. My goodness. Well, this is a Lately. second accident. My son's girlfriend <laughs> was driving his car, and she got hit. By another car, so Tracy Bibbs like, oh, you got me on speed dial, <laughs> and, and that was
1: right after, right before my youngest totaled her. Car yeah, too,
2: exactly. So. so yeah, Tracy. Unbelievable. Uh, when the phone rings, it's one of us. She goes into the cold sweats. <laughs> <laughs> but everything's all good. So now it let's takes let's, care of let's it. do this podcast thing. Right. Okay, you ready? I'm going to hit record over. All right.
0: Here. All right. So guys, I wanted to start out um, with a positive about the Cardinals and whirl it, wheel it in to something with the blues. All right. So last night I, I watched almost the entire Adam Wainwright pitching performance Same here, which was just unbelievable it's watching this ball. guy do what he's doing at 39 years old is, I mean, he's actually pitching and it's, it's beautiful to watch. So here's my question for you dudes. If Waino was a hockey player, what position would he be? Would he be a power forward? Would he be a big defenseman in the back? He wouldn't be a goalie, I don't think. No, I don't uh, see him. I don't, being don't think a goalie. goalie. Well, would... What do you What do you think,
1: man? I th- I see him in front of the net, whether it's defense or offense. You know, he's either standing in front of the other team's net, a la like a Pat Maroon kind of thing, or he's clearing guys out from in front of Bennington.
2: See, I see Wano as. Um... With the defensive guy, the pitcher, obviously he's your first line of defense. Sure, and so also see him as you know the the uh, team first guy, anything for the team. So I see him being the defenseman back there. Like, man, would he be a great partner for Colton Pareko? Man, big I'd take body him right now. back there, <laughs> <Yeah>. clearing out <laughs> the front of the net, blocking shots. You he know, would do it all. There's no would, the, doubt yeah. about well, it. Well, that's man. the thing, right? Is there's there is no there's no the possibilities are endless with Waino. Probably chip in a couple of, like last night, couple of bit, a double and a single. So he'd probably chip in a goal or two here yeah. and there on the power play from time to time. He'd be, the guy, <laughs> he'd be the guy
1: that would have the, uh, the the goal, the assist, and the fight all yes. in one game. Yeah, the Gordie, Gordie, Gordie Howe call the Hattrick Adam Hattrick. Wainwright. Yeah, we'll call the Adam Wainwright. And also, before you jump off of baseball, just real quick, since you brought it up, that video of the two of them walking in from the bullpen.
2: I, did you see? I, like, yeah. yeah, yeah that's, that's where I saw it this that's morning. That's how I saw it was from dude, you. Amazing. I didn't watch that? it the first
1: time with the sound on, so I was like, what's the big deal? They did not
2: speak. Nothing.
1: The entire time. And like you said, they they already know.
2: They already know. And it's like a record of 290-some games that they've been a battery. The battery, yeah. And they walk out of the bullpen. And I've never really had that angle before of watching them. I've seen them come from the bullpen. You're watching. You're not really paying attention. It is what it is. But for the, the Cardinals to have the video of right behind them as they walk, and then you're seeing, you know, how the, the layout is, the fans, the music's going, they're side by side. Like, I don't know, it got me. I watched it like four or five times, and I was like, I've got chills. Yeah, it's, it, it's pretty incredible. I watched incredible. it three
1: times myself. Yeah. I watched it three times. Incredible stuff. Yeah.
0: Jamie, what, what is it like to have personalities and players like that in your locker room? It's essential to victory.
2: It is. For the culture of your team, first of all. Like, think about think about this Cardinals team without Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina. And they've got some good dudes. Okay, they do. But they're not the dudes that set the culture. Mm-hmm. Nolan Arnato, as far as a work ethic is concerned, absolutely. Intensity, yes. Goldschmidt, same thing. But they're not the guys where you look out and, and they're the rah-rah or pull the guys together in the clubhouse. From what I see, mm-hmm. anyways. And... I think it's essential, man. You look at any incredible franchise in any sport, they've got those guys that continuously carry the flag for the franchise.
1: And they have each other's back, too. Since, oh since you said the word incredible, if you guys saw the last pitch last night, and I think yeah. it was Molina saying – that was incredible. You're incredible. You're incredible. Or that whatever it is, yeah. It's crazy, man, that they have that sort of relationship where they just have each other's back all the time.
2: Question for you guys regarding Waino and Yachty, because the the one thing that Cardinals fans love to talk about and debate, well, there's lots, okay? So here are the things. Yachty Molina, obviously a Cardinals Hall of Famer. There's sure. no doubt. Is he a baseball Hall of Famer? Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. I think this season has solidified that for him. Adam Wainwright, Cardinals Hall of Famer. There's no doubt. Baseball Hall of Fame... Probably not going to get there, okay? But the one thing that everybody circles back to is, well, they need statues. These guys need statues, right? So I think, personally, instead of two different statues, it would be sick if you had a statue together of either them hugging at the end of a game or them just walking side by side like they did from the bullpen and just have a statue where it's Wainwright and Molina and, like, they're walking to the dugout.
0: That's the best idea I've heard all week. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best idea I've heard all week, dude. That's so awesome. I get chills with you talking about it that well, way, and man. You leave
2: a little space so people can like stand in the middle of it and dude. take a picture with love both it. of them. I love it. Uh, yeah, that's I love a great it. Great idea.
0: Yeah, the thing too, I'll do it. Get him on line three. <laughs> right. The thing about this though is with Wainwright, with 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 Molina, you, you know those two guys, especially. But like at some point, the Cardinals are going to have to stop retiring people's numbers because they're right. going to be like the Yankees, and they're not going to. I mean, you're not going to be able to get a number one through twenty. That's <laughs> in <mean, laughs> the Montreal Canadians. Yeah.
2: Like when I went there, I wore number forty-eight. Any of the good numbers, so now that one's retired, retired, right? That's, I mean, that one, they're talking about sending it to the rafters. So right. No yeah. doubt. And I can't blame them for that. I mean it's a solid couple there games There might be there. a storage unit in the rafters somewhere. <laughs> yeah, maybe a storage. Yeah. Funny, Donnie. Really funny. Sorry. Jerk. Say
0: so, hey, it's the exact same thing you guys would say to me if the Rolls River We're good not point. like
2: that. We're we'll way above that, Donnie.
0: So you
1: talked about you talk, talked about locker room, whether it's baseball or hockey, obviously important as you know, mm-hmm. being a former player and a coach and, and all those other things. I wanted to ask this the other day. I'm, I'm assuming you saw Brett Hall's comments. And by the way, the haircut on Brett Hall.
2: Oh, God. Come on. He does. It, and that's his it. thing. I love it. That fohawk, mohawk. Did you see that by chance? Bert McGurney look alike oh. hair. And, and that angle. He's
1: the guy that's probably never zoomed before in his life. So the camera's down here. Yeah. Looking straight up like this. Plus he's sitting back and then he's got the fohawk thing going. He looks it like was... one of those
2: uh, trolls that you have on the end of your pencil. <laughs> you just, yeah. <laughs> Put the hair up,
1: right. you know? All this said with due respect, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Always. Because that's just him. But his comments basically said. If they need to bring Tarasenko back, it's not a big deal because he hasn't really wronged anybody in that locker
2: room. So, hey, we're all professionals. We can get along if we have to do that. Yeah, and he's not wrong. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're a Blues player, you're not happy with the way this has gone down. Okay, You don't appreciate the fact that it was kind of premeditated that as soon as the season was over, the agent asks for a trade. They try to sewer the team with some medical issues or medical – whatever you want to call it, okay? Because I don't know what's fact or fiction. Right,
1: medical hearsay, almost.
2: Pretty much. Yeah. And I'll leave that alone because, one, I'm not a doctor. Two, I'm not a lawyer. And three, I don't want to be involved. Right. Um, <laughs> but you have all that stuff, and guys are going to be ticked off about it. But at the end of the day, if Vlady Tarasenko doesn't get traded and Vlady Tarasenko comes back and he's motivated because he wants to be traded – That could help your club out a lot. It could. It could make you a really good team. You're adding a former 40-goal scorer, more of a 30-goal scorer in my opinion. He he hit 40 once, so I'd say he's more of a 30-goal scorer. But still, 30 goals to your lineup. And if he's motivated, maybe he hits 40 because he wants to get the heck out of here so bad. And that would be my thing if I'm Doug Armstrong talking to Vladdy's agent is we're looking for a deal right now that makes sense for the St. Louis Blues because that's our number one focus. If we can't find that, your client will report to training camp or we will suspend him without pay. It's up to him. We would rather he come to training camp, be motivated, and play so damn good that my phone doesn't stop ringing with people who want to acquire him. That makes it a win-win for everybody. And so to Brett Hull's comments, the guys in the locker room, as long as Vladdy's playing hard and competing and helping the team, you can overlook it. It doesn't mean you want to go have beers with the guy or dinner with the guy or hang out with him. Doesn't look at anybody listening right now, whether you're a kid that's in school, because a lot of kids I'm finding out through Synergy Hockey Camps that a lot of kids listen to our podcast. They come in every day like, oh, yeah. So whether you're a kid at school or you're in the business world, you're not always going to like your classmates, teachers, coworkers. It just is what it is. And not all of them are going to like you. But you got to do your job. you got to make sure that you're doing the best you can, and that's exactly what the Blues are going to have to do is just focus on winning and doing their job.
0: I completely see all of that. I feel like if Tarasenko dresses up in the Blues sweater for a game at Enterprise, that there's going to be a lot of boo birds, and I don't feel like he would be the kind of player that would handle that very well at all.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I don't know if he'll... Here's the thing. Is is Doug Armstrong's going to have a, a very big decision to make? Once training camp breaks, he's going to have to make a decision whether or not they dress Tarasenko in a game. And the reason that I say that is as much as we talk, just talked about the possibility of him scoring goals and being motivated and all that, hurt. he also has an injury history mm. here that's a long one. And if he plays one shift and somebody hits him and he blows out a shoulder or whatever – Now, yeah, the salary cap money would go to long-term injury, but there's no trading him. So there'll be a big decision to make there for Doug Armstrong, whether or not you dress him for a game. And you know we'll see. It's going to be tough. Well, if it comes down to it, what would
1: you rather have? Would you rather have Tarasenko back on your team in that locker room, possibly causing the uncomfortableness or a pick for him and then the ability to... Get Bozak back or am something. Am I a player or am I the GM right You're now? You're the GM.
2: As a, as a GM, um, I would rather have this deal solidified moving on with a pick, something, uh, get the money, as much of it off the books as possible as far as the salary cap is concerned. Maybe a Tyler Bozak. There's still some other guys that are out there too. I would probably look more towards the back end. I think we're still a little bit young and raw on the back end. I think that the top 4D, we have top three. And then Marco Scandell, as much as I love him, he's a third-pair defenseman. He's not a top-four guy. He's not a 15- to 20-minute-a-game guy. He's a 12- to 15-minute-a-game guy. Uh, So if I was Army, I would look to get a draft pick or have some wiggle room to acquire or sign an unrestricted guy who's sitting there that could help my club out.
0: I gotta tell you, I feel as though, and again, I'm an alarmist. I'm the guy that I, I'm the guy that the house is on fire. I've never noticed but, that. But man, but weird. man, I look at that 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 defensive group right now, and to me, it's lacking. Man, it's it is lacking. I mean, I was hoping that this Tarasenko deal would move a defenseman back in our favor. Maybe somebody big like Mayfield. We were talking about last podcast. So if that doesn't happen, then Who else is out there? Is there anybody out there? Uh,
2: You know, I'd have to dive into it, but there are trade possibilities, too. You still have some guys on your roster that are going to be attractive to somebody as the salary cap crunch starts to happen, right? So if you can get Vladdy's salary off the books, let's say, and you get a draft pick or a young prospect that maybe is a minor league player right now, and maybe you get $4.5 off the books because you have to retain some of it for Vladdy. Well you can take another player at that point, package maybe that pick you got from wherever, and a example, Zach Sanford, together, and maybe go get a player, a defenseman off a team that's right up against the cap that they need the wiggle room, and they'll make that move. They have a four or five million dollar defenseman that's probably, you know, not in their top four, and those guys are out there because they signed good deals where they were playing at a higher level before or when the team needed them the most. And now they're sitting there, and you can go get them. And then you take on that salary cap. You give that team the relief. And do the GMs know this? Have you told them this? Like, it doesn't seem that it doesn't seem that difficult. Why are we not doing this? Well, the problem, you need people to dance with you. Is you what need you're a saying. dance partner for sure. And you gotta you know, look at an army. They're doing their homework. There's no doubt. They have not only is Doug Armstrong completely entrenched in it, but he has the whole hockey ops department that are going through with the scouting staff. The capologist, the assistant GM, they're looking everywhere they can to create wiggle room, shed salary, take on the right amount, find a player, all the above. Wait, and Robert Thomas has
1: yet to be signed, correct? Or yeah, he's he? a
2: restricted free agent. But I though. mean,
1: that's not a concern at all? No. Okay.
2: No. I mean, I don't even think he has arbitration this year. Actually, in fact, I know he doesn't have arbitration, which means he has to accept his qualifying offer or they can negotiate a contract extension. He has no... He has no leverage. Gotcha. Zero okay. leverage. Okay. So like Vince Dunn last year, but Vince Dunn made a big mistake. He should have just signed the damn deal and got to camp and got working instead right. of like, oh, I'm holding out. Like, for what, dude? <laughs> like, just get your – I'm holding you know out what? for the expansion draft. That's yeah. what it is. Well, either way. But Robert Thomas, after the couple seasons that uh, he's had, which, by the way, two seasons ago, not this season, the season before – he was on a great pace. Mm-hmm. He was playing very good hockey. Some of the injuries have gotten in the way, and some of the injuries have caused some inconsistencies because you're constantly coming back from injury. I'm expecting a, uh, a much-improved Robert Thomas from what we saw last year. He's motivated. He's getting bigger, faster, stronger. He's getting some of the man size, the man strength on him. He's going to be ready to go. So I think that for Robert Thomas, the best thing to do, is either his agent negotiate a three- or four-year deal right now, bridge deal, so that takes him maybe eat up a year of unrestricted free agency, but at the same time you get some of the comfort of having a long-term deal, or you go with the one-year deal, sign your offer sheet right now, and just get here and get to work.
1: Whew. That's just a betting on yourself then, right? I'm
2: ready I'm ready for hockey,
0: gosh dang it. All right. So I guess so this makes sense. After having this conversation, you know, I've seen a couple of power rankings so far for NHL teams in the offseason, and they have the blues like middle of the pack. I don't think mm-hmm. I've seen 18, them any higher 18, than like, yeah. a, like sixteen, seven somewhere around there. Yeah, that pissed me off the other day. Yes, but, uh, but I guess <laughs> if we are looking at the roster as it is constructed right now, that still feels low though.
2: Doesn't it? Let me yeah, ask you a question. Donnie. A guy
1: that I know ran through all of the 20 goal scorers <laughs> that we have and the possibility of 20 goal scorers, and that 18 is a bunch of crap.
2: The 18 is a bunch of crap. Let me ask you this, Donnie. In today's NHL, okay, is 20 goals good for a player? Yeah. Okay. The Blues have right now six 20 goal scorers in their top six forwards. Boom. Okay. It's Buchnevich, O'Reilly, Perron, um, Saad, Shen. And Cairo, I put him up there because he scored 14 goals in 54 games last year. So, And he had zero on the power play, which means he's got a whole bunch of freebies that he's going to get on the power play coming up in the future. And then I coupled in Oscar Sundquist on the back end. He scored 16. Barbashev has scored 14 before. And then you add in Robert Thomas, who's a 60- to 70-point guy. He may not score 20. But what he's going to do, he's going to help somebody else score twenty goals because he's such a good passer. So I'm not worried. I think that Doug Armstrong loves the death by a thousand cuts kind of offense. I think this year's team resembles the Stanley Cup team more than last year's team.
0: I thought so too. Well, look at you. You bring up questions and he just knocks it out of the park. Now, where well, I mean, I'm worried, to, Donnie? Yeah, is the back end? Was well, the back end absolutely it man. Is the back end? Because if is we're it not... a size
1: thing, or is it an experience thing, or is it both of those? Well, that's things? always size, Jeff. All um, right.
0: I think it's both though, man. Because I feel like we do have a little bit of size back there in Mikola and and Pareco, but then it feels like we lose a little bit of that with yeah. you know when it comes to crew There's a drop off.
2: And then you you don't know after the after the fact, am,
1: man. Am I setting myself up for another Vince Dunn experiment if I fall in love with Jake Wallman right away?
2: A little bit. A little bit. Now, here's the thing about Vince Dunn that we have to remember it. That's a quality NHL defense. Sure. Okay. Now, just because he didn't fit in all the time with the way the Blues were playing or didn't maybe peak yet, I think he's 24 years old. Like, defensemen don't usually hit their prime till 27, 28. And if Vince Dunn continues on a positive trajectory, he could be one hell of a player. It didn't work out here. It's fine. So, Jake Wallman, look at what he's done in the last calendar year. He was nowhere, Jeff, mm-hmm. nowhere on the depth chart playing last year in a top-four role at times, and playing very well. It was a great partner for Colton Pareko. uh, But the problem that I have right now with the core is there's a drop-off. Okay, You don't have a shutdown pair, first of all. You've got Falk and Krug, which that's not a shutdown pair. Justin Falk is adequate when it comes to playing defensively. Torrey Krug is adequate when it comes to that. But we saw last year the pitfalls of that when you play a Colorado or a team with – six forwards or, you know, even seven or eight forwards that can bring it. You're deep into your back end, and it's like, what do you do, right? You you don't have the horses to compete with some of those guys. I think Colton Pareko is absolutely a shutdown defenseman in the NHL. His size, his speed, his strength, his abilities, they put him right to the top of the class when it comes to that responsibility. He needs a partner. He desperately needs a partner to play that role with him. And if that's the case, then you elevate him and – said partner, to first pairing, they play all the hard, tough minutes against the other team's top lines. You drop Krug and Falk, they're still going to get great players to play against, but they're not going to get the best players every night. Gives them the ability to not have to be bigger or more physical. They can play their game. This is why the third pairing would look great with Marco Scandella, and then if you want to put a Bortuzzo, a Mikola, or a Wallman, whatever it is, you have... You have a lot of third-pairing defensemen right now. Who is your Who
1: is your ideal pair for Pareco then, whether on the roster or not? Like give me On the a type roster, of player.
2: it's easy for me. It is absolutely easy for me, Zidane Ochara. Mm. Zidane Ochara is 44 years old. I get it, okay? He played fantastic last year for the Washington Capitals. He still has a lot of game left in him. Uh, he's got a lot of anger left in him. He clears out the front of the net. As good as anybody, he'll drop the mitts with anybody in the NHL. He still has a 100-mile-an-hour slap shot. He's played in every pressure situation you can imagine. His experience and his leadership alone would be incredible. And can you just imagine sending out Chara and Pareko <laughs> as your shutdown tandem? <laughs> now, the And per- they
0: get all the rebounds, too. What are those trees in the California that you can drive through? Red uh, Red oak. oak. Red-
2: is That's that what that is. Yeah. So, That's what those two yeah. are. So they literally drive cars through yeah. the trees. <laughs> right. So he's out there and available. He's and, available. He's back in Slovakia right now. We have the same agent. And um, so I talked to our agent, and I said, hey, uh, this Big Z needed somewhere to stay. You got room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Got my own house. Got room. <laughs> um, and what did he say? He said, look, at, right now he's just taking time, kind of like Adam Wainwright did last year. You take your time. You evaluate. Now, obviously, Wayno came back to the Cardinals. Z is not planning on going back to the Capitals. There is a possibility of a reunion with the Bruins just because of the relationship there. And his family, his, his home is there over here in North America. His home is in the Massachusetts area. But last year, he was apprehensive with all the COVID and the pandemic to take his family and go on this tour somewhere. So he wanted to keep it close up in the Northeast, which Washington is not far from Boston. Especially if you have his kind of money and you can just jump on a jet and go back and forth and have the family fly without interacting with general population. Right. That's a perk to being such a great player for so long as you have the money to do that. I think he's ready to venture a little bit farther, but it's going to have to be the right opportunity. What I worry about is a team like the Avalanche swooping in wow. and going, here's a million bucks. Come on, Z. You want to win a cup? We're right there. We're right. missing a guy like you. And that's the reality. It's possible that teams like that, of Vegas, say, hey, guess what, Z? We got a million bucks for you. Want to play with Alex Petrangelo? All Ugh. right.
0: And he would be a bastard to play it against for awful. 10 times a it year or whatever. It would be awful.
2: Maybe. And so, or Chicago, coming in with, hey, Ugh. we got Seth Jones for your partner, Zidane Ocharo. okay, Okay, so again, you know this. Yes.
1: So does that mean the Blues have... Does he know that the Blues would even be interested? I know he's taking his time to decide, blah, 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 but are there certain teams that he knows would be interested?
2: I think Big Z knows that almost every team is interested in him because he comes at a point now where a million bucks, he doesn't care about the money. We just talked about how much money he's made. He's really not a money-driven dude. So last year he played for a million dollars. I'm sure he played for a million dollars again this year. He knows the Blues are interested. Last year, uh, you know, I, I haven't confirmed it with Army, but again, um, Big Z and I have the same agent, and the Blues kicked the tires on that. And Big Z didn't want to leave the Northeast area. So we'll see. But to me, you talk about the ideal partner for Colton Pareco is Zedane Ochara. He can still play 20 minutes a game, he still play incredible on the penalty kill. He's a great leader, physical. I mean, everything. We saw it, guys. We yeah. saw it in the Stanley Cup yeah. final. Yeah. Guy gets a broken jaw. He's back the next day. And, you know, that would go a long way. And all of a sudden now, can you imagine your defensive core if you had a Chara, Pareko, Krug, Falk, Scandella, and then you have your bullpen of other defensemen? That'd be okay. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and then you got Let's go. And then you got Jordan Bennington and Nets. That's a really good team. Dude, You've got... Six to seven, 20 goal scorers. You've got depth. You've got some physicality. You've got some grit. I mean, that's a really good team. Here's what I want: we Don't gotta you get... got to get his number. Don't you have his number? Can't I do. You text He's in him? Slovakia, though. That's
1: okay. I'll pay for the long. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay for the
0: long. You Whatever. I mean, I, mean, need I need a... could throw in. Oh, you pay. What I wonder of... how you make two jerseys for that. I mean, I guess do you take two jerseys yeah, to make one long so, enough yeah, for that absolutely, guy? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I just had something that I was going to say to wrap these things up like succinctly and wonderfully, and then it just completely went out my head when I tried to make well, the chat maybe out of No, I doubt it. No, the hamster for sure fell out of Was it
1: something Wainwright? Were you going to wrap this all up in a nice pretty bow?
0: No. It was it was blues related. I don't
2: see Donnie as a pretty bow type guy. No, I see uh-uh. a lot of I, effort in yeah. the bow. Very professional. But that it looks like maybe the package was attacked. Yeah. Well, well I, listen. You can tell. I, you can tell <laughs> I
0: didn't take it to get paid uh, professionally wrapped. Yeah. I, yeah. I did it myself. I gave it the old college try, but nah. my yeah. my dad we was a, that about you. My dad
1: <laughs> was a single parent from the time I was a freshman in high school, uh, you know, on, and uh, he got to the point where. On Christmas, he would wrap our presents in the Sunday color comics. Like, that's what he would use as opposed to going out and buying
2: actual— It's resourceful. Dude,
0: my first bunch of birthdays, they were always wrapped in the sports page. And I loved it.
2: I didn't care. Who cares, right? Who cares? My dad was
1: was also the guy that would buy us clothes. This is after my my mom passed. And he would get his clothes, you know, for Christmas or whatever. It would literally say "irregular" down, like the, you know, remember the old sticker, the clear sticker that said "irregular." He wouldn't even take that off of there. Yeah, but he got didn't a, want got a good us to, deal on it. Yeah, he really did. We'd have to stand like this. <laughs> one sleeve was shorter than the other. Remember the
2: Cosby Show?
1: Yes. Okay. When he you made
2: remember? the shirt, when he had the uh, Gordon Gartrell. Oh, damn! He couldn't afford it, so he had uh, his sister. Denise. Denise, make yep. the shirt, and he had the one sleeve up oh, here, the was, pocket. That was it. That was yeah. my dad. Let me tell I'll you never something. forget that episode. Let me tell you something. When I was...
0: 10 years old, I loved Lisa Bonet. Ugh. I am 45 years old, and I still
2: love Angel Lisa Heart. Bonet, man. Angel Heart. Watch Angel Heart. Oh, with uh, Mickey Rourke? Yeah. yeah. Just in high
0: fidelity, she's so great, and she's oh, a musician, lo- and she's just so... Alright, listen, I gotta go. It's Steve Ewing's birthday. Apparently. The Urge are coming in the studio here oh, because they got Named a show oh, on Saturday night. Wow. Dropper! Do you, you want? Something. Do you need me to introduce you to them? I'm tell you, something. you know
2: they like hockey. Don't. A couple
0: things they do. One, I really have to pee. He has a Two, hot dog. I've really too. enjoyed dog this place. particular podcast today with my friends uh, Jamie Crash Rivers and uh, Jeff Burton. <laughs> uh, we, we will hopefully be back again next week for the Last Minute Blues Podcast. So, listen, if you know somebody that loves hockey, throw them our way. All right, Last Minute Blues Podcast. As always, let's go Blues. The Last Minute Blues Podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com.
2: Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors.
1: We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season.
2: You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial.